Hello everyone, and welcome to this, the final episode of Quarter Mile at a Time. It's been a long road. Long road. Very long. Till I see you again. How's that song go? I fucked it up already. We just saw Fate. Yeah, whatever. Star Trek Enterprise. You would know that. Yeah, it's the theme from Star Trek Enterprise. Mm. It's been a long road. Getting from there to here. It's been a long time. No, that's a different song. See, I'm talking about the song from the end of Fast 7. You're talking about Star Trek. That's the theme song of Star Trek Enterprise. Really? Mm hmm. Huh. That's a completely different song. I bet people are going to miss this show. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. There's more where this came from. Oh, yes. We just saw Fate of the Furious. We did. The Mm -hmm. last in our quarter miles at a time. Mm -hmm. We are at the finish line. This is the final stretch. Mm -hmm. The final quarter quarter mile. Mm -hmm. I'm Mike Burge. I'm Jack Olszewski. Robert Anderson. And this is... Quarter mile at a time. Beauty and the Beast. That's vroom, vroom. Where at least one character is gay, but they won't let us know which one. Just like at this table. Mm-hmm. It's Gaston. Mm-hmm. No I was kind of... Oh, well, we'll get there. Yeah, oh, I, we will talk about, about that. that. Let's, so, let's, uh, I feel right. like... Uh, okay, so I, this is a little bit of a hot take as well. It is a hot take. So yeah, I think we're fresh we, should, we have not yeah. talked about it. Usually, when we do hot takes, we try to kind of recount the plot, get everyone on the same page. And mm. you know what? I watching this. We watched this movie in the theater. Obviously, we mm-hmm. caught the very first show that was available to see. Yes. I really missed shooting the shit with you guys during this. There are so many jokes in um, my head. There I made a lot of jokes we, where we laughed at weird things, very weird things, and I always try to keep it down because you know, like I. Me in the movie theater is a completely different thing than me. I'm like watching at home. I'm like, yeah. I'm like annoyingly respectful, and when mm-hmm. other people don't do it, I'm like, I'm judging the crap out of you. There was a a little kid. Did you see that little kid came in that was like a couple rows ahead of us? Because no. the theater was packed. We were in the tiny one, but the theater was packed. Right. And this couple brought their little kid in who couldn't have been over five, and I was like, uh oh, here we go. That was the best kid in a movie theater I've ever seen. Yeah. He even pipe up once. I it's thought the crew in front of us were going to be way more annoying. Except one of them was just like, oh, that new Transformers movie looks kind of okay. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh. You're wrong. Oh, yeah, what, oh, the Bizarro the... World versions of us? Yeah. Because it was <laughs> the same were. amount of people. They were, we, they we were our some friends of ours. They were yeah, our dark We brought crew. some friends of ours, so we had, we were rolling, like, I think, eight deep. We filled a yeah. whole row. And then the they filled a whole row in front of us, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, I was whispering all my jokes in my head to Justina sitting next to me, and she... She she laughed most of the time. So I heard, thanks, I Justina. Heard she, yeah. Shout out to Justina for laughing at the jokes. You're the thanks, real Justina. Idea. We're always thinking about you. Um. So, and that's the thing about this movie is this is definitely the silliest one there is. And I there the there level. were many jokes to the, somebody be had. found the meter on the fun level and they realized oh this, this could go to eleven. Mm, oh, they cranked this it. and they cranked it up. Yep. And that's these movies are so hard to be to get mad at. They're yeah, because they are just like they're they're they they are cynic proof. They are they just are like this is so much fun. I don't care about the lack of physics mm-hmm. and the lack of logic. I will say the theater experience of this movie, like like we just mentioned before, is not as fun as the way we have been watching these movies. It's way more fun to drink. I wish I was drinking beer and, and oh cracking wise with you guys. Yes, this, that's what I that's what I wanted to. Well, the theater experience is a different monster. It is. it is. For most movies, I prefer it. But it is. For this? Well, except for the theaters where you can drink. Those are pretty all right. Those are pretty good. That's also true. Um, 
I gotta say though, you bring up the cynic thing. Like this one found the the borders of it for me because they're pushing the envelope. They they're pushing. pushing mm-hmm. There, there's. It seemed like on what I assume is a probably pretty big team of writers for these these things at this point. Yeah. There's some I mean, good I think it's ones, just like producers and Chris Morgan, and there's and some like bad Vin ones. Diesel and stuff like that. Because yeah. producers, yeah. Oh man, and I, I think thus far, maybe it's just be I've given it a pass thus far, but there's not been a lot of like for as silly as these movies have gotten, especially five, six, and seven, how crazy over the top they've gotten. Mm. It's never been like cringeworthy to me. I mean, there are plenty of people who are not acting on Oscar level here. Let's be honest, but like. Fuck, man. There were some cringy lines in this movie for me. Big ones. The middle Did chunk you guys of feel the, movie, the same way? The middle chunk of the movie like wasn't like hitting home for me. Like, I really liked the beginning of the movie. Cuba is cool. Cuba is sick. So like, they start in Cuba. Yep. And they fuck Cousin Toretto's life up. Before making I, it a little I, bit better. It's alright. They, they, they make it better. Um, but it's it's Dom and Letty just chilling in Cuba. They're which on is pretty alright. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to see like... Vin Diesel just kind of smile a lot in the mm-hmm. beginning. Yeah, I like. I to have a good smile. He's been working with his smile coach. He's been work. He's been working he's, out that he muscle. Improved his, he improved yeah, his. Yeah, smile. It's a better he's, smile. That's the one muscle. In the past ones, he was looking like uh, like the Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, when they in that deleted scene of Terminator Two: Judgment Day. You know the movie that everybody's seen. Everybody has seen. Everybody's seen that, that movie. movie. And like, there's a deleted scene where like he tries to <laughs> smile. And he's just like, don't. don't Is that a deleted don't, scene? Don't or that. that wasn't in the theatrical one. I don't think it was in theatrical one. No. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's because I, I, the maybe the most of the times I've seen that movie, it's like the special edition. The director's with all the, cut, yeah, that's yeah. the one that kind of flows around. Where they the cut most. his head open and take the chip out. Yes, oh, yes. that's, 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 that's like my favorite. Is part that your that favorite movie. scene, Rami? Yeah, I love that part. So, I, yeah, so as fun and silly as this movie is, there's definitely some cringeworthy lines that, like, I almost by the end of the movie, I was smiling. I was happy. The last chunk of the movie is very strong. The last half an hour and 45 minutes of the movie is awesome. Very, very strong. Yeah. And I would say the middle... What was this movie? Like four or five hours long, I think? Oh, my God. I mean, it's as long as the trailers they showed before. It It drags. Yeah. It drags in places. What do you think, Mike? About the length of it? Just in general. Yeah, what are your general Let's get some general hot takes out. they're, They're good. It's probably the... It's... I think that it's not as good as Seven... And it's a little bit better than six, and it's nowhere near five. Right. Yeah, I can't touch five. Kind of thing. Like, yeah, five, I don't think like that. I think five is the peak that they'll always be attempting to Hit. reach, and having that as your peak is a really good start because at least you're, if, as long as you even get kind of close to that, you're doing pretty good. You're going to have something that's entertaining. Yeah. I think that this movie is a little bit tighter than seven, though. Script wise, seven, I would say, is better with an asterisk. Well, I mean, this, yes. one's, got, this one's got like a basic. It's got like a basic plot. Well, remember how which yeah. they, they most of them usually don't really have. They've got a scheme and then some fun little scenes in between yeah. working towards the scheme. But last night we kind of touched on the fact that like Paul Walker's death like definitely impa- impacted like every bit of this movie, definitely. and like you could tell that they're kind of like on a winding ro- windy road to kind of like make a cohesive movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, like we we do have kind of like big cohesive plot points that mm-hmm. they're hitting the whole time. Yeah, the biggest being. Dom is gone rogue-ish. Yeah. Rogue-esque. Yeah, I don't want to go too, too deep on the plot yet. We'll, we'll do the hot mm-hmm. take style and chat about generally yeah. what we feel mm-hmm. a little bit at first. But mm-hmm. 
Um, so Dom's in Cuba. Dom's in Cuba, and, and he's is... walking around. Everything's do everything's going all dandy, and then all of a sudden he comes across um, the atomic blonde. Oh, yeah. Jazzy's the Ron. Oh, yes. um, Joan Wick. John jo- Wick. She comes. No, 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 Joan, no Wick. Joan Wick. Joan Wick. Yes. Oh, is that what we're calling her? We can. I That's mean, right. I think that's what they're going for. That's fine. Well, it's directed by the same guy. Is yeah. it really? Oh yeah, like uh, that's why it will be a John Wick was directed by two dudes. One oh, went off no. and made John Wick two, and the other one went off and made John and made Atomic Blonde. Is mm-hmm. John Wick gonna be the Avengers now? Mm. Are they gonna King Kong Godzilla Avengers John Wick? I don't think so. I don't think this takes place in the same universe. Well, I'm still convinced that uh, Xander Cage is gonna show up in Fast and Furious. And he's gonna be like Dom's twin. He's gonna be Dom's like twin. That, that would be and like we've got a special agent. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> The fr- That's stupid. The, the fraternal nine. Mm-hmm. I like it. By the end of this podcast, we got to come up with our best name for nine. For nine, ooh. So mull that over. I'm pondering. Um, what did you think? Uh, so the the big like opening action scene is is Dom racing in Cuba, and it 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 gives for like a one of these big splody Fast and the Furious movies. It gives us. Their splody version of like a one-on-one drag race, which I thought was pretty cool. It felt yeah. like the first song in the movie I really like because it it feels like old Fast and the Furious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It pays. It it kind of like it's like it it kind of like puts the comfort blanket over you. It's like hey, we're gonna go to some weird places, but like don't forget, this is still that movie. It's about cars. This is, all, this is that it's movie all you about like? Cars. You like the vroom vrooms. You like the vroom yeah. vrooms, and you like family. Time to gratuitous butt shot was about thirty seconds. Um, Not yeah. as much butt shots as I think Seven had like a, the most butt shots I've seen. In, Seven had a lot. They had went a really, lot. They went back to the butt. Sh- the, because they're the at butt Race Wars, and, and like Race Wars has a lot of butts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Cuba has a lot. Of Cuba butts. also Not has some butts. Has some butts. Not as I many as Race Cuba. Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? The, the Race Wars has lots of butts. That's kind of half yeah. its appeal. Yes. That's why we've kept them around for so long. Yes. Yeah. But that race was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Dom runs into loved, Joan Wick. Joan Wick, yeah. Uh, who's like fixing a car and she's like, <laughs> I don't know everything about you. you. And yeah. She's got, here's uh, an she's iPhone got, 6. They reveal that very early on that she's got something on Dom. Right, that so caused him to the, do this. The that trailers, weird. in the trailers, they make it very clear that he's gone rogue. That's like the main thing that we all kind of home. assume he's being blackmailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the logical conclusion, conclusion there that you would come to. And uh, Joan Wick has 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 something on him that it is forcing him to kind of turn turn his back on the family, mm-hmm. right? So that's basically, I would say, what probably everybody knows about this plot. And they hold the reveal of the blackmail. Till way later in the movie. Yeah, but yeah. I like it that they they do give it away a little bit earlier than well, I they thought. They seeded. There's a lot of seeded things, is a good word. There's a lot of things that are seeded and kind of grow and are brought back from beginning movie to end movie. Mm-hmm. Even from like the last floaty is very reminiscent of how it happened in the beginning of the movie. Like the way he like jumps out of his car. We'll get to it. But yeah, the baby thing is. Well, that's very there hinted it is. upon. There it is. There it is, everybody. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry for not giving you a spoiler warning, mm. Robert Anderson. Mm-hmm. My bad. I'm going to give them your home phone number so they can call you with their complaints, all our listeners. One for five, baby. So um, I guess uh, from here on out, and maybe technically about 15 seconds ago, this is uh, no longer a spoiler-free <laughs> podcast. Uh, so if you weren't paying attention, good for you. 
But for the rest of it, Robbie fucked up. I goofed. Um, yeah. I, so <laughs> don't look so. <laughs> if, if we're just it. if we're just gonna jump into that, they do set up. So while they're on their honeymoon, Dom and Letty are like. Why don't we make? Why we should make a baby or something? Probably we right. Really do that. It's like it's like racing cars, making babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. And then Fast and Furious. The mm-hmm. big reveal of the blackmail is that uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Joan Joan Wick. Well, it's definitely not because I'm impotent because mm-hmm. I made a baby already. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of weird bringing back what's her face. I guess she she was in the last movie. What's her name? Right? Elena. Elena, yeah. Elena? Yeah, yeah, the Brazilian girl. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was in the last movie, too. But, like, her, her roles get more bite-sized, bite-sized, bite-sized. Yeah, she's getting even smaller. And then this movie, they, uh... Better haircut in this she'll movie. She'll have an even her. smaller role in the next one. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she ha- is is carrying the Toretto, the Toretto air. Which, I when... I like that scene because when they reveal that, uh, while they're on... I keep saying Joan Wick because I now have totally forgotten the name of the actual actress. Charlize, Charlize Theron. She Thank plays you. Cypher. Yeah. Um, it's not because I didn't know it. It's because my brain likes to replace things with dumb, dumber things. You're right. Um, so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so they're on their like secret spy uh, surveillance proof uh, airplane. Well, I, I like that airplane too. Yeah. I like the idea of like an airplane that's like flying between the satellites. Like So... Cypher's whole thing Splinter in Cell this. Blacklist. It was very Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yeah. Also, all of Jason Statham was very Splinter Cell Blacklist. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that she's she's gotten this plane and these hookups where she can fly between satellites so it's like the plane doesn't exist, it never pops up. Mm-hmm. And then she needs to get um she needs to get an EMP. She needs to get um the nuclear launch codes. Right. Then she needs to get her hands on some nukes. Right. And all of and the god's eye as well and the so god's it's eye. kind of like she's kind of like collecting all of these things mm-hmm. uh, some are from the past movie and some aren't and she's collecting all of these things and yeah. it's like this is how i can teach the world a lesson the alligator at the watering hole analogy is that what she said or the crocodile at the watering hole yeah sure yeah but i think i actually really like her motivation I, at first, I was just like, "Why is she the, like this?" Kind of Ozymandias. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but like it worked, and I like that it's like her kind of doing it. Like yeah. I, 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 I find out that she's board. been like kind of like this puppet master behind the, uh, behind like the past like two or three of them. You know, right? Like, the crew that Letty was uh, working for in um, six. Yes. Like, Owen Shaw's like yep. he was getting the nightshade for her. Right. And, they were working for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like the God's Eye and everything and that like obviously that dude um, the guy from uh, like Blood Diamond mm-hmm. I can't oh, remember yeah, yeah, yeah. what his name was. It was like White Goatee. Like Manka or something like that. He had some wild name. Some wild name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like so he was trying to get the God's Eye and right. we find out that he was getting the God's Eye for the, her. For her. Yeah. Because yeah. she was trying to, like, accumulate all of these things throughout. If there's anything Fast and Furious is really good at, they're, like, A-plus retconners. That was a great way to tie it all together. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Much, oh, all the much. villains never really had more motivation. We even discussed in the Fast, this Fast 6 podcast, just, like, well, why, why the fuck are they? Why this? are they doing it? And, yeah. like, this gives a little bit more of the reason to it. They're doing it for her, which, yeah, yeah that totally, like, makes the justification that much better. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And ha- having her use... Dom 
who has now taken out all of her crews, and she says it explicitly, yeah. to go get those things that her other crews didn't get. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty inspired. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's good it, I mean, It's like, yeah, yeah, it's just your basic little thing that like, yeah, that works as long as you handle it right. And they do handle it gently. They balance this and that. So nothing ever really kind of mm-hmm. topples over. Like, I like her. Good. I like her motivation to be like, I want to be the superpower that puts the other superpowers in check. Right. So it's a, it's a pseudo humanitarian. She, she likes reason. being in control. Right. Her character is driven by control, whether it's a weakness or a strength. Like Which is and why she she's tries a to play hacker. to her strengths as much as she can. Yeah. But you, towards the end of the movie, you see that this like uh, attempt to always be in control is what ends up kind of foiling her plan. The reason the sub. Mm-hmm doesn't get away at the end is because she's like, oh, it'd be really cool to have uh, Vin Diesel race a heat-seeking missile in this movie, fire a heat-seeking missile at him. And then Dom (laughs) races a heat-seeking missile and uses that to take down the sub that has the nukes, which are the most important part Mm -hmm. of her plan. Yeah. Did you guys... Did you guys buy her whole, like, I'm the world's best hacker thing? There's, I think, uh, a level... Of too much hacker talk in this movie. When when so, so well, she definitely she definitely has like troll puns like a like, like a, a, a hacker of these days would because Dude. whenever they're doing things and they keep cutting back to Charlize Theron who's obviously just on set for a day yeah. inside this computer room, just kind of looking just above the camera at like a screen that's behind the camera and just going like, that'll take the icing off the cake, <laughs> or other things <laughs> like that that are just like yeah. metaphors. What? When and little puns, when uh, the girl from Game of Thrones that's now in these Ramsey. movies, Ramsey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when, shout out to redheaded dude from Game of Thrones. Yeah, there he there's is. Just more mm-hmm. Game of Thrones people He's in these movies. I think there's they've introduced like a new Game of Thrones person in every one of these movies <laughs> for the past <laughs> ten years. Anyway, uh, he'll get there probably. He'll be the bad um, guy in the next one. Maybe we're all down. We're all down. We're all down with that. We're all down with that. By the end of this podcast, we'll have written Fast Nine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she says, in regards to the uh, Charlize Theron's hacker prowess, that not even anonymous will fuck with her, is like, oh my, that was the oh, most cringe. That, that was they the most cringeworthy. They brought up line. anonymous, and like the thing is, like uh, anonymous is like fourteen-year-old Cypher- dudes. Yeah, but Cipher is essentially like anonymous on steroids mm-hmm. ha- and has nukes it's it's anonymous with nukes is what her character is without teenage angst which is half the fun of anonymous i hated every single hacker fight between oh her and ramsey or is it because i feel like ramsey's role as the team is to is to just like slam on her ipad and be like i'm locked out i'm locked out that's her entire role in the movie is to be locked out of the system at all I times know, i think it was actually a really good thing like when she first showed up i didn't know if she was going to be a part of the crew now they don't even and- let her drive cars well, no, that is true. I mean, because she can't, and that's the one thing that I'm. I really hope that they continue on because this is the thing that you had a problem with, Robbie, about mm-hmm. uh, everybody knowing kung fu. It's like, no, you got your kung fu guys, okay, and you got your techie guys, and you got your driving guys. Like, it makes sense. You can't drive everything. the cars, right? Yeah, everybody can do a little kung fu. Everybody can do a little. She kung probably fu. knows some kung fu because basic self defense is very easy to teach. Burge likes to say, "Just what it is. Go take a class." Mm-hmm. I did. There you go. You Jason, can defend yourself. Jason Statham taught me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, Jason Statham, I love him in this movie. Knocked it out of the park. In he this was movie. great. No, yeah, it, probably I the best actor on screen. It's actually. probably it's one, of his, one of his top roles is in this because yeah. he's allowed to really. And oh my god, having uh, Dwayne Johnson as his foil. 
that he tete-a-tetes with. Well, the thing is, is some of the best stuff. I'm gonna, and how they yeah. naturally build the brotherhood between these two like sworn enemies. Mm-hmm. How they build the familial bond with Jason Statham to the rest of the family is very well done. Well done. Very yeah, and well done. I know that the big thing that everybody's going to be talking about is how, because it's the elephant in the room. It's like Jason Statham killed, killed Han. Han. Yeah. Yeah. In cold blood. Now, let's be honest here. Han's coming back in the next one. We didn't see Han's body. You don't see the body. I mean, you don't see true. him in it. You see the car explode from behind Jason Statham. But even he's, he's all like, drift, no, you don't see you know. the side of the car that he's in. Okay? So where is Han? That'll be fun. But he's coming back, and that's how they're going to put all of this under the water. Under the bridge, rather. It's going to be the water that's they're under gonna the bridge. They're going to put the bridge under the water. They're going to put the bridge under the water. It's not outside the realm of possibility. water over the bridge. I'm going to... So, so yeah. just drop all that Han stuff. They're going to take care of it. Especially if you start bitching about it. <laughs> so I'm go gonna, for it, guys. Just do it. Mike dares you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw like, kind of a big claim out there, but I think that The Rock and Jason Statham are the almost the new Vin Diesel-Brian relationship. Well, that's because... movies. That's because like, the stand-in they brought in for... Uh, Paul Brian Walker in this movie sucks. sucks. Whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa. are you guys getting on Scott Eastwood right now? Yes. Is that no, who, is that really who little nobody? Him. Oh my I god, thought, Mike, I, no, you're I thought, wrong. I thought uh, the CGI work that they did to put Paul Walker's face on that actor was not as good as the first one, <laughs> the first attempt. <laughs> like, you could kind of tell that that wasn't him, but like, still. Yeah. You know. No, Scott Eastwood, I, I, when he first showed up, don't get me wrong, I was right there with you guys. I was like, uh-oh. You're like, But no. they kind of played the whole idea that he's this kind of, uh, he's a dunce. He really is an idiot. And yeah. he, he thinks everything's supposed to be professional and he's, everything's supposed to be like, yeah, He's a rookie. Yeah, he's solid. green. Yeah, he's yeah, a green, he's green Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, green is baby it, shit. The, the, the green gag just didn't last for me. And they used I him a lot it. more mm-hmm. in that movie. Like, I, I get I, it, but... I have, uh, I, I have not seen that man in really anything. You know that this is Clint Eastwood's son. Wasn't he in those Babysitter's movies? With um Babysitter's movies. Uh, not Babysitter's, Neighbors. Neighbors movies. with um oh, uh, teen heartthrob Seth Rogen and yeah, yeah. Uh, comedian Zach Efron. Oh, that's not Zach Efron. I like that. that. Is not Zach. That was not Zach Efron. That we just me. saw. No, that's Scott Eastwood. Jack's doing a bit. That's a bit. Are you doing a bit too? I was doing a bit right back. Holy shit! Are yeah. You guys, are you guys doing? I called Zach Efron a comedian, and I called Seth Rogen a teen heartthrob. Yeah, you guys are doing bit wars. Yeah, we were just like tip for tap. Yeah, tip for tap. I liked. I liked at the end when. Scott Eastwood was kind of, and I really think Scott Eastwood is a way of kind of like limiting Kurt Russell's uh, role. Mm. You know, like I'm sure he's still going to pop up in the rest of them because I'm sure like everybody. Kurt Russell, loves I also him. don't love in these movies. He phoned it in again. Yeah, he phoned <laughs> it in again, but it's like, again, it's Kurt he's Russell. They're just like, dollars, damn, dude. But I think, I feel like a lot of people were phoning it. Like, I did not, I don't love this whole, like, now we work for the shadow organization of the U.S. government. Like, I, I do, it. I don't love it. I, I love don't. It. Dude, they gave him a home base now. called, the, what is it called? The the toy room? Yeah. Or the toy? Toy box, something Toy like box? That. Yeah, yeah, the toy box. And they're like, these are our new base of operations. I like and I love how these are our new base of operations. What do you think? And you're like, oh, they're introducing us to, this is the first one in a new trilogy. The writers and the director have come out, the producers have come out and said that. There's two more already planned before 2021. This is the start of a new trilogy. <sighs> Post Paul Walker, yeah, Fast and Furious universe, which is also why and I really stand by my Jason Statham rock comment before we can talk on that. Yeah, more. yeah. I love that they introduce 
like this is our new base of operations like check it out call it nowhere you know and you're like oh you get a name for it and everything and then like 10 minutes later not even they blow it up yeah yeah. i like that Mm -hmm. i like that i'm just not i kind of i miss them being criminals honestly i miss them being like i was more game for them being like kind of weird spy criminals but now they're kind of like sanctioned they've always been been criminals fighting for the greater good Right. Doing the whole Robin Hood thing. As Char- as we've said before, and Charlize Theron actually comes out and says it directly at the him. The Robin Hood and it, shit. And that's, yeah. that's, it hits Tom. When she says that and makes fun of that, you see him, he actually gets mad. And also, right. I read like a, a joke about like in a headline or something, and I mentioned to you guys yesterday before we watched Furious 7 about Vin Diesel... Somebody saw Fate the Furious and they were reviewing it. And at one point they said, Vin Diesel in this movie as Dominic Toretto oh, is yeah. a revelation. His his acting, it, it'll blow you away. It does not deserve to be in a Fast and Furious movie. And then they were just like, just kidding. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, he's still just Vin Diesel up there. But he's got moments of rage and pathos in this that I actually... And this might also be because it is Dominic Toretto... I am close with this man. He's my bro. Yeah. I feel when he feels. We are wearing crosses. We're all him. wearing his outfit. And yeah. you really got to think about, uh, you know, he just lost his best friend to uh, uh, like his own family. Yeah. Brian is off living. And I was right. They mentioned him. They had to bring him up. I want to talk about that more, but let's right. come well, back no, to no. it. Just yeah. when they bring him up before, Agreed. like, Brian would know how to talk to Dom. And it's like, no, we can't pull. Because it's really weird. You wouldn't bring his best friend and his sister in when he's... Right. And they had to at least mention that because that's a huge... Do you want to go into that now or... Oh, yeah, I want to yeah. come back to that. Okay, we'll come back. Let's just forget. But uh, I do uh, like uh, the uh, anger, the angry moments with Vin Diesel when he is first introduced to um, Elena yeah. and uh, little baby. Little, ba- little baby Toretto. Little baby Toretto. And he he can't touch and like there's there's these great moments and then when Charlize Theron Cipher is in the room yeah. with them and it's like uh oh shit's going down like he is genuinely he's acting he's I, really yeah, acting I and really then like when his, he goes yeah. dumb and like gets super mad when he fights uh, the other red, red beard red oh my god that was like, when he fights other Robbie he really he murders that guy. guy he, he punches that guy's head clean Robbie. Other Robbie? Other Robbie. Strong Robbie. Strong Robbie. Like from you? That's me. Yeah. The Robbie the sequel. They both have red hair. I'm not What does this guy have that you don't have? He's stupid. That's why he's other Robbie. He's the dumb Robbie. I get it. I like Burge. Yeah. Uh, When he murders that guy, because that's what it is. He punches that guy's head off. Yeah. He like, he just like, oh my God, it's gruesome. Actually, this movie was a lot more violent, I think. uh, Can we talk about PG-13? The prison sequence. And that's probably the best. That's my favorite uh, fight scene. I'm going to go off on the thing and say that's the best fight scene of the entire series. Franchise. 100%. 100%, dude. I loved it. And like, oh, the gags that they pull. That like. (laughs) When the rock pulls off the thing. That's great. Oh, yeah. The rock's one-liners in this movie are insane. That like, (laughs) thinking about that as a setup, like where it starts out with them just talking. Yeah. And eventually like their banter goes back and forth and it's like they're they're laying the groundwork for this friendship that these two are going to have for many more movies to come. And then they just open the doors and then from there, you know, Shocking, like a little tiny square on one panel opens all of the doors. All, every Come single on, door in prison. prison. That yeah, makes yeah. no sense. No, that's fine. Well, but it's a black down. prison. 
like it's like a like a black prison where it's like it doesn't exist. Like this is where uh, we send the people that I don't. I didn't. Oh no, I didn't mean it like that. No, no, no. It's not every it's, every it's, prison's a black prison. In the, in the real world, about? yeah, we're not. Yeah, talking, I didn't we're mean not that in a lighthearted way. That's just a very bad fact. Yes, it's but it's. I think maybe because it's like a smaller prison. Because I literally think it's just that room. I it's think for, it's just that it's for that high value it's part of another yeah it's for like super high value like you know these people have fucked with the world yeah they can't put just them put here and stay them in a place where you can have like a plastic fork next to like 50 unsuspecting or even like rapists. probably like a piece of dust they can murder 15 people with mm-hmm. i really loved watching the, the rock just hulk out and fuck people up let's when they start shooting awesome. him with the rubber, rubber bullets, bullets and he's just like big mistake yeah that was so good and like they just keep on he's just like can you fucking stop and it's so funny to see him get hit with one and be like I don't care. And then do the, take that guy's gun and shoot that guy and him be like, oh, fuck, that hurts. Yeah. And he just murders them. He murders them a lot. There's a lot of... There's... A lot uh, of I don't know. I mean, yeah, he, he might sort of Batman. He guy directly in he kills, the chest. That he guy kills that guy. He yeah. kills that guy. That Keep waiting, dead. bitch. It's a great line. That is a great Everybody line. erupted in laughter. We all yeah. like that. Oh, we skipped over the greatest acting performance of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's entire career coaching the girls oh, soccer yeah. oh, team. Mike, I'm going to throw you that bone 100%. I think you're right. That was amazing. At first I was like, this is very silly. And then I was like, this is supposed to be silly. Everybody was dying in the theater. When I, he was like, yeah. just move everything. The God whole movie it, is very a, funny. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of good gags in it. That, like, that is probably the strongest thing about this movie. It shit, is, I like this movie. This movie's pretty good. It's good. But again, it's like, it's one of those things where the they'll never be able to top the action sequences. Like, the the quick banter, mainly due to Dwayne Johnson interacting with uh, all of the characters of the family and Jason Statham. And due to that, and just, I guess, knowing these characters a little bit more and the addition of Ramsey and having her be the foil between Tez and Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, and that's I want to say like I'm yeah. fairly certain that I'm fairly certain that Ramsey might be gay. That's kind and of that's what I also. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page of that because that's what we and her that's being, what I and, I, yeah. and I I hope she is not for selfish reasons, but I hope that maybe her being like coming out and being like I'm gay, like how how have you guys not noticed this? Well, it colors the um, franchise in a good. Maybe way. she could lead Roman into possibly coming out of the closet that he <laughs> now that is a plot line that way. Guys, we are look, riding fast now. Guys, look, <laughs> every single time Roman pipes up, he's talking about like, yeah, you know, like, because because I have sex with women, right? <laughs> you, guys you guys believe that, me, right? But we have never, we pointed this out, we oh, have yeah. never once seen once. any action. It's all talk. No. It's all talk. He is all talk. He's always he's surrounded by like five women who are waiting for something to happen. Waiting yeah. for something. And then like Keep they waiting, get pulled ladies. away. Yeah. Oh, it's you know happened. what? I got a headache like, last tonight, night, ladies. We got sorry. so excited. We didn't talk about... The Which? interlude between uh, Furious Six and Furious Seven. Oh, we didn't talk about the Universal. We didn't talk about the Universal. Holy Studios shit! We almost ride. watched that for no mm, reason. That yeah. ride seems Supercharged. bad. Right, that, just, that ride seems bad. Real quick, because this is not this is not part of this movie. But real quick, we watched the eleven minute video of the Universal theme park ride. Uh, it's the Fast and the Furious ride, mm-hmm. and it's from the perspective of a dude on the ride, which is kind of like on a tour, a fake tour bus where they're going into. Who cares? Who cares? And uh, it is they're going into the set of Desperate Housewives. That's where that is. Going. That is also true. That so is that's how that's how it starts, and mm-hmm. then it is followed by the worst um, CG. Like, the worst like, CG. I don't know. I found that kind of well, no. The worst CG, and then there's like helicopters that are the size of Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah like he, ju- he, he not just one, but two. 
What? You need a ball over? No. You're going to try to rip that you're ball You're going to use your phone your, to... Your fingers? Mike yeah. Burge is about to crack his iPhone 5. No, 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 no. I've done this before. It's yeah. okay. Hold on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. If you guys hear his phone break, Yeah, all the listeners are dude, in just, just use my... Just use this, please. Oh, okay. Did you God. break it? Yeah. <laughs> he broke his phone. <laughs> I've never done that before. <laughs> this is mine. That's your beer. Um, that ride seems bad. I don't know. I don't think we should looks, talk about that looks much no more. It's uh, wow. Um, yeah. We don't want to spoil it for anybody who's going to go to Universal Studios Hollywood. So no, but uh, I would recommend going on some other ride like the Spider Man. That okay. one's good. So it's uh, <laughs> a good ride. Uh, back to uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this what th- movie. Mm-hmm. A fast. F- oh, Fate. fate. Of the Furious. Oh, the fast of the Fate. Furious. The fast of the. Fate, the fast of the, f- the, fast oh. of the Fate. The fastest and the furious. Mm. The most faster, furious, nine. Fastest nine. Fascist nine. Ooh, hey. that's a dark turn. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. I mean, how so far are these people? Let's find out. Mm. The, the writers? The writers. <laughs> Maybe they a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I'm not sure. They've got a mirror. I just don't know what yeah. it's like pointed at. Um, yeah. They're looking at something. Yeah, I I think that, like, I think this movie has, you know, when it comes to, like, raising your typical pillars of a Fast and the Furious movie, they continue to, like, raise it to, you know, 11, and they do a good job of doing that, but uh, I think this might be a product of the time. I really hate Hacker Talk. Yeah, definitely. I think Hacker Talk is at, its, is at like, getting to its worst, like, point right now. I right. really... It's so fucking boring, dude. Chill people, on the hacker talk. It, the people are fighting Why? with their fucking keyboards and their iPads. Yeah. The one scene where uh, Luda and Ramsey are like sometimes ha- are like using the God's eye. Somebody, I thought I was gonna fall asleep. It's like because I was a like, this is like, so fucking dumb. Like, you ever see the clip from that uh, NBC show NCIS where they're both hacking on the same keyboard? No. It's like borderline like <laughs> that like kind that. of material. It's just so silly. And like the thing uh, is, I, I think want... maybe it's because like I watch Mr. Robot and that is just uh, a we, hacking show. Uh, and it's... Okay, but we all watch Mr. Robot. Oh, we all watch Mr. Robot. Yeah. And, and that yeah, is well, like that's a good awesome. And that's all. He makes fun of that show. He makes fun of, he does make fun of that show. He makes fun of like the, the hacker trope. And mm-hmm. actually the hacking on that show is like a little bit more toned down, but also they do bring on consultants, I think, to actually, like... This is how you would do this. This is how you do First, this. season one's, like, a little bit, like, he's at his computer a lot. Season two, he's, like, not at a computer, They but get he's more like, big picture with it pretty quickly. Yeah. That's besides the point. I do agree with you that I think that it gets a little out of hand with some of that stuff. It's a lot. Do you do you like Ramsey as a new addition to the family? Because I think... I wish the, he had more to do. To, to, to say to your point, like, I think... The humor is there with this movie. I think the spy shit is there with this movie. Yeah. I think I think the actual like beat by beat plot of this movie is pretty, is, strong. is pretty strong. Yeah. Stronger than most I of agree. the movies um, in this franchise. But I think they lose like sort of the I, I mean, outside of giving Dom a new spin on like his familial core value. Yeah. With his son. Yes. And they, you know, they had to kill off Elena. Like, the moment that they show Elena and the baby She's in the same... Dumb. Like, I was like, okay, so how are they going to take her out of the picture so that... Yeah, that's very... Dom that, can that, just that, adopt that this baby. That scene is tragic, Which is... It's, it's just rough. It's rough. Yeah. But to finish this point, I... I they lose the kind of, like, fun crew that they've had 
Yeah. From the past three movies or so. Like, I think, like, Roman really holds down, like, the funness they're good, of the they're, crew. They feel like they're off on their own little pairs. Like, you've got yeah. Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. They're a great pair. Uh, Tej and Roman are still a great pair. Right. Like, the kind of, like, like in bickering. They kind of sort of paired off, but it never feels to me, like, as cohesive yeah. As a team, like it did. Mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez, almost every single well, line out of her mouth. We get Tweedledee and Tweedledum back in this one. That's fantastic. Yeah, they I do bring it. back. They bring back a lot of familiar faces mm-hmm. that are awesome. There's some good throwbacks. And the introduction of Helen Mirren as um, as the Shaw mother. Oh, and that we was get good. the familial like subplot. The of reason, Jason yeah, Statham, like Deckard Shaw. We mm-hmm. get some Luke Evans come on on back in. She's there. got some good ass Britishisms yeah. in that short scene that she's in. But I also she gets like, the fuck. She gets she, she she gets the, the fuck, fuck yeah. as she should. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about her in a second, but I also want to speak to Jack's point about saying how I also feel like Letty, without Dom being like on their team in the movie and then facing against him, like all of her lines are just like Dom bad. Like I don't know, she's just like she also does so have many a lot bad to quips, do. especially in that last scene. Mm-hmm. Every line that comes out of her mouth is just like a bad one liner. That she is has so do- uh, she has I her dope her fight in this scene because I feel like her over that she's oh like Michelle Rodriguez. You know, like, I love her to absolute pieces. Love yeah. you, Michelle, if you're listening. Like, keep going. But, like, you know, it, she's kind of like, uh, you guys have talked about that she's like this one-note uh, actress. And that's very fair because the the notes that she's hit in different performances are really, really good. Girl Fight, Lost, uh, as mm-hmm. Letty in this. I Like, she's she's pretty much kind of isolated herself down to this tough girl right. uh, demeanor. Yeah. And in this one, her kind of, like, just like always aggressive, like she'll she's never been as good as she was in the first Fast and Furious. No, she's great in that. Like I smell skanks. Mm. That's great. But in this one, I think because of the loss of Dom, I feel like the the over emotional delivery of most of her lines yeah. are kind of they work. They work a little bit more. Okay. It's like when when she when he kisses <sighs> uh, Charlize Theron or when Charlize, Charlize Theron kisses, kisses Dom, yeah. And, like, the look on her face is just the same look that it seems like she has, like, whenever they're explaining the scheme they're about to pull off. But it, it mm-hmm. works on this kind of, I don't know. It's really hard for me to explain it, but I really, I walked away from it being like, oh, Michelle Rodriguez really kind of nailed it. I one. did not get that at all. I, I feel like, I mean, to be fair to her, if I had to read the lines that they were feeding <laughs> her from most of those yeah. movies, I probably would have not given it my all. I wouldn't have given that 110%. I, I think I almost wish that she became team leader she, in Dom's I, absence. I really think they underwrote... Know, or like, her, she was underwritten, I think. They underwrote her being broken up by seeing her the love of her life. Yeah. Well, the second time around, love of her life now like turning against them. Yeah. Like, the reaction of the team is like, oh, well, I guess we'll go on another adventure and try to Fuck figure Dom this up, out. I guess. But yeah. like... The weight of it never fully lands. Yeah, no. And that's because at the end of the day, they could never really sell it. Because we know. You know. Yeah, you know Dom's not. You know that. And like that kind of. That's that's where the fun comes in and the fun saves the movie. But they don't address that either. Like, even just having the crew be like, there's got to be something going on. Like, there's got to be a reason. That's what Letty's saying the entire time. She's like, there's something going on. Even when, like, in the alleyway, like, after all the other stuff has happened, the last time they see each other until the final showdown where it's revealed that something is, in fact, going on. Right. Letty's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you love me. Yeah. And you're not going to shoot me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't. And mm-hmm. like she knows that and it's because she knows Dom so well. Yeah. And she's probably the one that knows Dom the best, with the exception of Brian, who is raising a family, his own family, off somewhere else. Alright, right. let's come back to that now. Yes, I buy that like in the line where they say we can't call we cannot call Brian and Mia for this because they're off raising a family and getting them wrapped up in this is just gonna put them in danger. Yep. But at the scene at the end where they're all having dinner together, they probably could have called them and said, like, yo, come hang out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that part works in that way. Like, I mean, obviously, oh, they, I get like why. Inviting but them like, over to the when they're having fresco. family dinner mm-hmm. al fresco, yeah, they, yeah. they probably should have. Mm-hmm. And they, they could have, I don't know. That was just, that's a nitpick. Uh, really. So, like, why but don't also, you guys, like, just fly out, like, fly from but, hold L- on. Like LA and just, like, come the, on over to New York? The they don't nitpick, have spy money. The nitpick is only because in that scene, like, I could have bought them not showing up, but when he names his son Brian mm-hmm. instead of Paul, yes, that yes. was a missed opportunity. I thought, oh, yeah, gonna, I I thought that they were going to call him Paul. We all did. Because Brian did. is not dead. Mm-hmm. Paul is. Paul is. Right. I also thought Paul. And even though nobody at that table would have gotten why he named him Paul, every it would have hit a lot better, I think, for the it entire would have been, audience. It, it would have been very reminiscent of the end of Fast Seven. I mean, that scene I is think, for I think Paul it's the Walker right choice because in the end, like it can become, it can become confusing later on because these are not just movies that you watch on April fourth, two thousand seventeen. These are movies that people are going to watch for the first time many years from now. No, dude, years from if now, you're eight films deep into the Fast and the Furious franchise, I think you know that Paul Walker died during seven. Right. I. But I don't think that it would have like no. You're you're absolutely right, and it could go either way. But I think yeah. that I think there's a case him, to make for both. Yeah, they they had to name him something like that, and maybe. Obviously, they were going to name him after something like that. But you like, could have just said Paul, and they're just like, "Where'd you get that name from?" And he's just like, "Just came he, to me." It was just doesn't like, matter. Yeah, yeah, you could just say like anything, just like kind of roll it off. They don't even have to say where'd you get that name. Mm-hmm. Just it's Paul. That's a great yeah. name. Nice one, Dom. Mm-hmm. Because again, Brian is not dead. It's weird for him, especially because it's kind. Of, it speaks to your point where it's like it's. Weird that they're not at dinner at the end of the movie, but we hear about him in the middle of the movie. So it's weird that we're naming they address the him, son but, yeah. after our very now we know is a live character. Mm-hmm. It would have it would have been more. I think it just would have been more like a, he didn't move to space. No. Like he's not on the on the ranch. No, in the movie, it's a difficult it's a difficult it's line to and to no, tell. I agree, yeah. and I but I just think with. Especially, the sentiment is still there. It's not as powerful, but I'll be honest. When when they did say it, I was like, I felt yeah, the same. Of course. I felt a little bit. Of course. Of I mean, they yeah. say in the middle of the movie, like, "Oh, I picked his middle name, but I'm leaving his first name up to we you." Knew. It's like, we okay, you know, how is this going to be a tribute to? Yeah, of course, but like, I don't. I mean, they th- called him Walker. I, I don't think it lands. And Walker Toretto is a dope name. That is a good name. Just saying. Oh shit! Right. And especially because Even like babies, that's what damn. I do. <laughs> I, I understand your point to the, to like taking it outside of the actual like fiction of the movie. Yeah. Getting that meta with it is maybe a little too meta, but like I think if you're again if you're along for the ride this long, eight films deep, that would really land for you. Also, and if you're not, yeah. and you're watching this by some some fate twist of fate, twist if you'll allow fate. me that pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you're, this is the first Fast and the Furious movie that you're you're watching, and you live under a rock, and you didn't know that Paul Walker died during the seventh movie, then when he names his son Paul, it doesn't matter to you anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, 
Well, it gives you something to look up. I mean, like, I don't think it'd be any more of a stretch than, like, having, like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern come back for a scene. No. And well, a, lot like, these, I mean, a lot of these movies... At that point, like, if they named it Brian and you haven't seen any of the other ones yet, you're kind of like, who? Yeah. yeah. Well, but then when they same, bring up yeah. Brian and Mia, you're like, who's so? that? Who's that? Yeah. But again, I, this movie's going to make a shit ton of money and a lot of people are going to see this movie, but I think 99% of people are going to... Are with it. I mean, sort of say. I mean, me and Mike didn't see half these movies. Well, we did know about Paul Walker's death because we're adults. And Wait, you didn't see half the these movies, but you didn't run out and see Fast Set, Furious Seven either no. without seeing them. True. Well, because I hadn't seen. But that's that's what I, Jack, exactly that's, that's what Jack's saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. that's fair. Um, but I guess like besides like just that like cool thing. Um, I love Jason Statham's mom. I oh, love great. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love. I love. I love that whole. I really do like love the whole like family. Like they have their family. Yep. And that's like the connective tissue to bring these characters together. Because you're like, why would Jason Statham really like end up doing this? I do feel like Luke Evans is like really to bring him back. They just like he's like not in this movie at all. Yeah, oh, it's basically a cameo. I mean, it is a cameo. He'll be back. But he does the family now. He doesn't do shit on the. Plane, I don't though. know if Luke Evans is going to come hang out. Owen Shaw is not going to hang out with that crew. They threw uh-huh. him out of a plane. He's still a bit saucy about it. Yeah, I did yeah. like the line where he's like, you don't have a good relationship with planes, do you? He's like, no, brother. I was thrown out of one and should have died, probably. Mm-hmm. My but bad. It's really good. Sorry. Yeah, it is a good line. It creeped me out a little bit. And that whole scene on the plane is excellent. That scene on the plane yeah. with him in the bait with uh, Jason. Missed um, opportunity, uh, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you play... The Alvin and the Chipmunk song louder as Jason Statham kicks is, the shit out of people uh, in a room carrying a baby. Yeah, excuse agreed. me. This is one oh one editing. Stuff. Yeah, but then you would have lost agreed. the 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 bit of like him turning to the baby and like after having this violent interaction, like cutting to Chipmunk music with the baby. Like I, I think I get I it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it works but, like, either way. It's crazy. It never really old. It never got old for me. And like one of the bits in the movie that did get old for me was like kind of the rock and Jason Statham like always kind of like butting heads even though you know they're going to become buddies at some yeah, point yeah but they say there's that... a few more that I'm just like just, just please relax no, they... that's the best part no. the alphas like they're both like, just like butting heads like blah, blah, blah. and then you mm-hmm. realize they're doing it and they're actually gaining this sort of respect for each other well they save that like I, I get what you're saying what they're they're constantly just like throwing the one liners I felt other. like a lot for, but for a minute when yeah. the rock says the one liner about like knocking his teeth so far into his butt that he's got to like like, like brush his brushes teeth like in his asshole <laughs> yeah and Jason Statham just like laughs. busts out laughing. Just laughs, yeah. That is so that is really good. Smiles. I think, and that, that also kind million of million like, dollar smile. The people smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most handsome man on the planet. Most handsome man on the planet. I do. I just love that scene on the plane where he's like kicking the shit. And I love like Jason Statham adds like a new. I I always tell. Remember I always the say this Transporter part, I love, movies. I love kung fu. Yeah. I love I love movie kung one, fu. Transporter two are awesome. Yeah. There you go. I love like everything he's doing in these movies. He's a very welcome addition to the family. He's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I think Jason Statham has been in like several not transporter movies since, a few. since that a series few. is yeah, kind of trailed off. Mechanic series. <laughs> uh-huh. What? Those are fun. Yeah, it's still a transport. I mean, it's still like one named Oh yeah. I mean like yeah. movies are absolute shit, but like you They're get to fun, see him like, sure. kick the crap out so, of the yeah, that's of that's my and... point, is having him do that, do Jason Statham as he does so well. Mm-hmm. In service of a movie that's a lot better than the crap mm-hmm. that he's putting out otherwise is awesome. Yeah. Do you know how he got into acting? No. This is a great little 
story. Go uh, for it. Uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, it was yeah. Guy Ritchie. By Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie was friends with uh, Jason Statham, so and asked him to be in his movie. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, it's re- and Jason Statham has like been studying martial arts like his entire life. So yeah. in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, he knows what he's doing kung fu but he doesn't do any yeah. in the movie and mm-hmm. snatch as well like and that's where he got he got launched off from snatch mm-hmm. it's really jarring to see him and in those guy Ritchie movies where he does not throw a single punch he's yeah. like an everyman who's like kind yeah, of because it was before he like launched out like that's what i can do yeah and he used to uh he used to sell uh like bootleg watches <laughs> in, i believe that yeah that's in, awesome yeah like in like the same town that like guy richie hey, lived in and he like he would just he would sell these watches like so he could talk so quick and he memorized all these different pitches for different people mm-hmm. and guy richie was like that's a lot like that is acting you want to be in this movie that i'm making with a bunch of other guys and he went in and because like lock stock and barrel and yeah two smoking barrels two smoking barrels was so uh effective and popular yeah he got the money to make snatch and he just pretty much brought everybody back in and snatch is what like launched jason Statham because he was the main character he was the narrator yeah and then like from there on like he got transporter and he's just like oh by the way i can do this and everyone's like oh shit are you kidding me that's great you knew kung fu this whole time yeah the whole time i knew it yeah uh, governor do you think on a scale of one to ten how bad do you think that new guy Ritchie movie is going to be the king arthur one Oh, that's Guy Ritchie. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, ten how how bad ten is being worse. hell and one being one being this movie is bad and ten being also yes, this movie is bad. This movie's hell. Yes, ten. Yeah. That movie <laughs> looks like it hell. Looks like like, I will say this. Rash. I will say this. Um, I will. Uh, Trailer time. I will podcast probably go see it at like eleven a.m. Five on years. like a Tuesday. So that I'm like the only one in the theater, so I can like kind of laugh at it where it's silly because I really just love seeing my boy uh, Jude Law. I love, I love, I love Jude Law, and I wish him all of the best. Jude Law, if you're you're listening, I love you. Did you watch The Young Pope? Not yet. I've saved it. Is it good? I'm gonna. I I hear people talked about it for like a minute and then I heard mixed mixed things. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Diane Keaton fan too, so that that show's like made for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're yeah I'm just like I at least I listen care to what opinion. the show's about. I just want to see those two act. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, this this movie had a lot of trailers before it that all looked bad. There's yeah. like a lot of bad it trailers, was, it was and rough. then Spider Man. Spider Man looks good. Yeah, Spider Man looks great. Spider Man looks good. I really like uh, the way like Vulture's just kind of like the dark Tony Stark to Spider-Man. Like, he seems... Very to, much, yeah. He seems kind of oh, like, oh, come... And, like, you could come with me and do these things. Like, mm-hmm. the Avengers are you know, all he builds, he builds all of, like, that tech, like, the Shocker tech and the Vulture tech. Oh, just tech. like how... He builds it I, because he goes yeah. around and he scavenges, mm-hmm. like a Vulture, uh, fight scenes from the past Avengers movies and builds those things together because the Tinkerer is also in the movie. Oh, and the Tinkerer cool. can essentially build anything as that's, long as he's got the right parts. That's fantastic. And the Vulture goes through and scavenges and finds these parts mm-hmm. because he's like the head construction crew guy. Michael Keaton, yeah, character is the head construction crew guy on these these teams that go in and fix um, uh, disaster areas after big superhero fights. Yeah. And so, like, he's always there, and he's, like, saved Oh, isn't them. that a comic book series, though? The Cleanup Crew? The Cleanup... Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And they do... Uh, and I guess in this one, the idea is that Tony Stark has come in and created his own to be able to make up for any bad things that have happened in the past, and he's, he's kind of yeah. put Michael Keaton out of a job, and he's like, you know what? 
I've got this headcanon going on where Michael Keaton in Batman and Michael Keaton in Birdman and now Michael Keaton in Spider-Man is just all the same person. Yeah, it's very funny that they keep uh, hiring to do, like, things that fly. Yeah. 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 I remember when they said Michael Keaton's going to be the vulture, I was like, what, do you think just because the motherfucker just did Birdman, like, he's down for it? And they're like, Michael Keaton has accepted. I'm like, oh, shit, he's down for it. He's definitely down for it, yeah. Does he have wings? Well, he's called the Vulture. vulture. It's like, give it to me. Give it to me. I I I love that shit. (laughs) I can't wait for the next, next, like, movie where, like, uh, Michael Keaton plays a plane. Has he played a plane before? Uh, Aviator 2. The movie I just made up that's not real. That's a good name for the Fast and Furious 9. Aviator 2. <laughs> I fuck with people. Terminator 2 would probably be pretty good. Terminator 2 is a good one, but that's al- that's already taken and everybody that's true. has already seen everybody's that. Everybody's already seen it. Everybody's no, already seen it. No, it wouldn't make any money because everybody's already seen it. Because everybody's already seen it. They'd be like, oh, I've already seen that movie. So I wouldn't go see like it again. Every single person on the planet. Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I guess at this point, let's write Fast 9. Right, I think we kind of have. If you could, you could just Mike, <laughs> you could just edit out. Fine. You could just edit out the um, yeah, the fine and the furious, the fast fine, fine. That's almost worse wine, than fine. Wine, wine and dine, dine, in in twined. You could just pull out the clips of where we've written this movie. So let's just to recap: um, Dom meets his twin brother. Um, Triple X. Yes. And Xander Cage. And Xander Cage, yep. And You think they'll just do like another the something of the fast or the fast of the something or the something of the furious? I mean probably, right? No, I think they gotta go back to Fast and Furious Nine, right? Because it was They might. Fast five oh. and Fast and Furious Six. Is every other and they Furious do Seven that? and then Fate of the Furious and it's just gonna be we couldn't think of a good one, so it's gonna be Fast and Furious Nine. Yeah. Um well, it's going to end with them uh, getting launched underwater. Ooh. Everybody thinks Ten's going to be in space. No, 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 no. We know, we know more if about the submarine. Oh is any inclination? <laughs> oh, you fucking savage! Yeah, Fast Ten is going <laughs> to like Fast Ten is going to open up with, uh, you know, like uh, Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson living in the submarine that was actually at the bottom of the Russian Sea that we see in. Mm-hmm. Fast Eight, and uh, they're going to be living down there, and they're just going to be like cooking for each other, kind of like my whole idea of like Tupac and Biggie are actually living in Hawaii in this kind of like odd couple scenario. Yeah, like they're not dead; they're just like, did you buy eggs? It's no, your, it's your turn to clean the submarine is, again. Is there going to be some sort of like a po- apocalyptic Govna. scenario where all the zombie cars have? Killed the, like nine zombie. Oh, that car. That scene is forgot to mention. That scene is fucking. That is awesome. some. That is like if you have not had nightmares about uh, technology and how they interact here's with cars one. yet. Here's here one go. for you. Here you go. <laughs> I had a I had a nightmare just last night, very sh- brief. But uh, in the two hours of sleep that I got um, after recording our podcast last cars? night, I crashed my car into a police car. I don't care. Accidentally, I love it. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. That's this is scary. this is the the subconscious effect that a quarter mile at a time is having. Were you driving real fast though? No, I was parked and I got How'd in my you... car and accidentally rolled my car and like uh... bumped into a police car that was parked in front of me. I think it's a felony if you do that. If you hit a cop car, 
Yeah, he shot me to death afterwards. Holy shit. Wow. That's, that's not that's true. Yeah, it might be I true. I don't really that remember. Wouldn't, that yeah. wouldn't happen. Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, let's not go there. Your dad might be a lawyer. So, <laughs> um, zombie cars. It's not mine. It's not mine. Zombie, it's zombie cars are cool. Also, harpooning um, Vin Diesel's car. That was, whole setup was really like cool. The, the, the zombie cars, the harpooning the car, and... Um, it's a very uh, Dominic Toretto member of Death Race 2000. No. Like that, that, that suit that, that he's wearing. I love that. He, got, he, he gets in and out of it very quickly. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Uh, I just referenced it last night and I'm going to forget again. Mad Max? No, the co-op shooter game where they wear those masks. Oh, oh, uh, oh Army of Two. Army of Two. Army there of Two. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Remember yeah, when I said Batman. my brain does dumb things and doesn't tell me what I want to actually say the name yeah, of things? That. Yeah, there we it is. We were there for that. Um, I really liked... I, I think that scene went long for an action scene, like the zombie car one, but like the, the actual shot of all the zombie cars like kind of drifting around the corner and yeah, just like yeah. smashing into each other was pretty awesome. It was, it cool. was fun stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was yeah I mean, it's like the action scenes in this movie are great. They're good. Like, I think we're just starting unique. to get numb to it. Yeah, Honestly, that's the whole like, thing. It's like, and but to be able to keep it being exciting and fun and different, like when those zombie cars started like rolling around, it's we just haven't like, seen that this before. This is great. Like, this is a really it's fun new, idea. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I it agree. wasn't like it wasn't played out like so like straight laced. It was like they were bumping into each other, and some cars didn't make it. Some people were in the car still. Yeah. Some, like there was like this kind of casualty. Uh, you know, like these guys, like they're just killing people left and right. You know, that wrecking ball at the beginning just, like, really kills a bunch of guys who were really oh, just doing uh, it. Yeah, yeah we have to talk about that, dude. Classic. biggest biggest prank so far his, in his Riddler-esque <laughs> with a, with style. Like, face emoji. Oh, I got something for your ass. And he just murders all these, like, oh, yeah. security guards. Yep. Like, he presses Literally a button. crushes And his, his Joker wrecking ball comes through and kills all these, like, all these people who are just people. doing their job. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then he's like, well, there's still more left. And he's like, just wait. (laughs) (laughs) I just killed five more. (laughs) They're dead too now. I love this shit. Their families are just going to be sad for a while. (laughs) And that's it. They'll get new dads. Ludacris. Constantly creating daddy issues. I cannot wait to see him on Fear Factor. I think it's kind of redundant when in his name in the in the in like the opening credits was like Chris Ludacris, whatever the fuck yeah. his real last name is. I was like Luda. Luda Barnes, just say it's right? Luda oh, yeah. Barnes. Isn't it Chris Barnes? I think it's Chris Barnes. Why don't you just say Luda Chris Barnes? And then put but say Luda the Chris in the quotes, mm. Barnes at the end. Well you found something that pointed out a really good thing about uh Ludacris in these movies. Mm. That in the first, the Fast and the Furious, when they walk into the party at the Toretto household, I got hose is playing. Yes, a friend, of, song, a friend of mine sent me this kind of meme about that. Yes. Um, so like, yeah, in the first Fast and the Furious, there's Ludacris's song, what's it called, I Got Hose, mm-hmm. is in that movie, but then he appears as not Ludacris mm-hmm. in Fast 2 and Beyond now, as his character. Um, so what does that mean... For Ludacris's wrote, who wrote "I Got Hose"? I got hose in the world of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Who was singing that? Vin Diesel. Yep. Well, that's good enough for the me. The biggest Corona. Ever Xander Cage. Biggest Corona ever made. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I like so this yeah, movie. I, mean, yeah, I like I this movie. It. I, I like it too. Yeah, I like this movie too. Pretty. Yeah. I think we, you know, we 
have watched a lot of them back to back to back to yeah, back. Yeah, there it is. That's the really that's why I feel like we This we is found, it. We're about to do it, aren't we? We find the least hot. We're like the least hot right now. And like I honestly because I think there's something kind of cathartic to it all. Yeah. We have transcended enlightenment. We have gone up the eight stair steps mm-hmm. of <laughs> the furious. Yeah. Step we plan. have gone two full miles. A quarter at a time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And here we are. The the Cuban two miles. The Cuban the two Cuban miles. Two miles. Yeah. yeah, they said that one race was a mile, and I was just like, guys, uh, that's a long mile. This is going on for a bit. All of Cuba. Just like that 13-minute long runway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I mean, time sort of dilates around Dominic Physics Durrell. and time yeah. are not a real thing. They sort thing. of go out the window. Yeah. Um, well, so, what was your favorite movie, boys? Ah, you've been saving this. Yeah, what's your favorite movie out of this? The Fast and the Furious. I would, the first I would like to make you rank them, but sure. I think you want to do it. I'll do that. Off you want to do it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right, Mike, Mike. You go first. Go ahead and rank yeah. it. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I think we should. I think we should write them down so we don't influence each other, and then read them off. And then through the magic of editing. Actually, guys, I was just kind of rustling around in my pocket, and I found, like, it turns out my list is already here. I got one. Really? Yeah. You already had a list? Yeah, oh. actually. It's oh, maybe. Like, I Let got, me I see got if one. I... Oh, I got one in my pocket, too. Whoa! Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. weird that you guys all... I said Tokyo Drift was my favorite one. Wow, really? That's a lie. I mean, Jack, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, sure. I'll go first. Um, okay, I'll go from, um, from, from bottom to top here. Okay. okay. I'll kind of go in ascending order here. Least so, favorite to favorite. Least favorite to favorite. Okay. Um, Fast and Furious is my number eight, mm-hmm. followed by mm. Too Fast, Too Furious, mm. then Fast and wow, Furious really? six. Fate is next at number five. Nice. Then the Fast and the Furious at four. Mm-hmm. Furious seven at three. Mm. Tokyo Drift coming in at two. Nice. Wow. And Fast Five being my favorite of the series. Wow, Fast Five being the favorite, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want me to go, Birch? I'll go. Okay. Next, yeah. Uh, right. it, like from least favorite to most favorite. Uh, least favorite is Too Fast, Too Furious. Although I must say, there is a special place in my heart for that dumb I, little movie. That I, movie fu- sucks, when I I was know. Too Fast, Too Furious was originally the last one on my list mm-hmm. as well. Then I really like closed my eyes and followed my heart and. There's something there. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah, little something, something there. So, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, my least favorite. Mm-hmm. And then Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Furious 7. Mm. And then The Fate of the Furious. And then Tokyo Drift at number four. Okay. And then at three, Furious 6. At two, Fast 5. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one being The Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Cool. Could have called that. All right. Mm-hmm. So for me, same order. I also, for my list, I just wrote down fast and the number because I cannot keep track of all the things. It's too fast, too furious. Number eight, too fast, too furious because we mm-hmm. all we all know. Uh, seven, fast four. Fast we all kind of yeah. fast and furious. Uh, six, fast six. Furious nice. six. Furious six. Furious it's six. fast and furious six. Uh, five, Tokyo Drift. Four, fast seven. Three, fast eight. Two Fast Five and one Fast and the Furious. Yeah. 
Both of you guys prefer Fast and Furious. Your number one. Yeah, I think. That what's the, your I What's your number one? Fast Five. Fast Five. Fast five. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, like that's Fast like, Five is good. We both had Fast Five as our number two, right. only being beaten out by the first one because I think the first one just uh, there's so much about it. It's so grounded. Yeah, you like, can't have a just, Fast One. You can't have a Fast Five without a Fast One, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I Fast Five is like you know, if you really twisted my arm and told me I couldn't pick the first one. Obviously, because Fast Five, would, Fast yeah. Five is second on my list, it would fall to that. Yes, but I think like what really drew me to this, draws me to the series overall, is how these movies just became so much more than the sum of their Very parts, much, and yes. they yes. really like they have blown this series up to such a huge like scale mm-hmm. and yeah. scope that like the, the Rock throws. A torpedo at a car. Oh yeah! Oh does. yeah! He sure oh, does. Oh yeah! He does do that. It's like, but it's not even that. Like the crazy over-the-top action stuff is awesome. Yeah. And Fast Five is where that comes in. I think that's great. But like, it and this like I brought this up for for Fast Eight, like where I think it kind of fell flat a little bit. But the kind of camaraderie in these movies and bringing it all in, and even all the like the callbacks, which they do nail in this movie for sure. Of just all these people that have kind of been involved in building this series up and creating what it is and how all these people sort of matter in this larger fiction mm. and how we've lost some people name we've lost a person yeah over the course of this series is i just think there's something to it and like yeah, yeah the first fast and, and the furious it is something that started it's where it started you can't have what we have today without the bedrock sort of but like yeah but having for me, Fast Five is what sort of encompasses where this series kind of took off and became so much larger than just yeah. car racing movies. It really is astounding it's, how far this series has come. It's act from, you know, Paul Walker eating tuna fish sandwiches. Mm-hmm. No at, crust. No crust. As an undercover cop. Mm-hmm. We have seen a lot. It's it's a different it's a different animal now than it's ever been. I mean the, the in the Fast and the Furious, the biggest like action part of the of the movie like the climax action scene in the movie is just Vin Diesel getting in a car accident yeah and hurting his shoulder mm-hmm. yeah basically and now we have the rock throwing torpedoes literally insane mm-hmm. yeah remember when those guys uh, shot up uh, the uh, the 10 second car that, mm-hmm. that Dom won from Brian yeah shot yeah. with Uzis I owe you a 10 second car mm. so how do you guys feel about the series now that I like I have I, You've I us. convinced you two to sit down and watch every single one of these movies with mm-hmm. me and podcast about it. Yeah. Because, Robbie, you had only seen Tokyo Drift. Mike, you had only seen, I think, the first three or four of the movies. Like, I'd seen uh, I'd seen four of them. I'd, I, I'd seen the first four. Yeah. 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 You saw Fast 2? I'd seen Fast 2, uh-huh. but I didn't really remember it. Yeah. Same with Tokyo Drift and Fast and Furious. Like, they right. kind of just, like, glazed over me. The Fast and the Furious was the only one that I was really familiar with. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel now? Uh, I mean, the fact that Tokyo Drift is, you know, on our top five yeah. kind of speaks volumes to like, you know, I didn't really have much respect for that film. And then in watching this one, it made me kind of like I understood it a little bit more. It became a little bit tighter, but you also I became aware of like the chances and the risks that they took in that one to make it different, which was yeah. like the opposite of what they did in Too Fast, Too Furious, like mm. where they just pretty much try, try to like, do the same thing yeah. and just make it a little bit more flashy because they had a little bit more money. Mm. Um, and try and glorify it and stuff like that and Tokyo Drift really kind of brought it into this 
new world of its own and they got to create like like down to like the whole idea of racing is it's not about like how fast you can go now it's about like drifting and everything like that who says american muscle can't drift Mm. you know so i think taking the whole franchise in it's a lot of fun they're just a lot of fun and i kind of feel bad for people that miss out on them now you know I, i i really regret not like following them as they were coming out because like I stopped right short of Fast Five which is when everything kind of kicked into high gear mm-hmm. but that also allowed for me to enjoy half this franchise like fresh yeah, and really kind of click with it I do think that I think that we have watched this movie in like literally the best way that you we watch these the series in the best possible way you could do it where it's like you're with your friends you bullshit about it you drink to it you watch these like silly fucking movies go from like good, bad, good, medium, good, good, mm-hmm. pretty good. Figuring out um, what works, figuring out what doesn't. Exactly. And I do think that like I love the conversations we've had about it. I really, really do have a it has a soft place in my heart now. It franchise. really does. Yeah. It's um, yeah, we've 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 grown my word closer of, as a family, I think. I think so. Oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. My only word of warning for fast and furious going forward and like something that kind of scares me is like now that we got our first uh, Paul Walker free movie. I didn't, you know, I always thought that like Vin Diesel was kind of like the one who really brought the family energy and he was the connective tissue mm-hmm. for like the family. And like the, the one thing that I know I speak that I always say about like the movie on these podcasts is like, I love the family and the heart of these movies. The strongest movies have the most heart. And I think fast eight is good. I think fast eight does have some heart, but like, I didn't realize how this like little like nugget of like what I really wanted went with Paul Walker, and I hope this movie tries to recapture what he could not bring mm-hmm. because of his passing. Yeah, I, I don't think that we're gonna be uh, uh, short of any Fast and Furious movies for a long time. No. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna it's keep crazy. This. this is not a goodbye. This is a see you later, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll pick it up again when the series continues. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And take another quarter mile Ooh, Ooh, yeah that's true oh yeah thanks for joining me boys thank Thank you you. this was good and uh thank you to everybody for listening yes thank you so much if you've come this far this victory lap is for you we have another we have more series long podcasts coming we're we're Mm -hmm. working on some ideas right now yeah we'll see it'll be good cheers boys Boys. cheers Mm -hmm. ride or die ride or die. die Oh, we like Corona now, too. Oh, we yeah, do. we really yeah. like Corona. When the, when the fuck that happened? Good job. Corona oh, and Doritos for the rest of my life. I love yep. it. Ooh. We're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs>